Good morning. It's afternoon now. We done took all morning to do the worship. Now it's time for the lesson. Um, this morning, as it's Youth Sunday, we really want to come out here and make sure we thank the, the people laying in, the youth, the older people that set the example for us, that show us how to love each other back there and how to be one and how to pray and how to step up and be the person that God has called us all to be his servants and uh we really just want to thank you so much for all you do your time your efforts the money you give us to go on trips it wouldn't be possible at all without god but most importantly without him but it's because of y'all too we really thank y'all that y'all listen to god and give him your hearts and listen to him to help us out we just thank y'all so much for that and for the opportunity to come out this morning and let us let the kids have a chance to have service the kind of way they wanted to, the way God let them to have it. Um, this morning, if you want to be turning there, if I can find it, we'll be coming out of Ecclesiastes 3:11. No, just turn to three right now. Hang on. Ecclesiastes 3.9 What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? I have seen God given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. He has made everything beautiful and it's time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all of his labor. It is the gift of God. You may be seated. If you ask to bow your heads, I'm going to pray right quick. Dear Lord, I come to you this morning that this message that you prepared for me to give, that is you and none of me. And dear Lord, I ask that you to hide me behind the cross and let none of these words be mine and they all be yours. And dear God, I just love you so much and thank you for the opportunities you've given all of us today to speak out for you. And, and dear Lord, I just want to thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And most of all, your son, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. All right, I can already tell I ain't going to keep this on for too long. It's killing me. I stayed up all night trying to learn how to tie a Windsor knot. And... <laughs> I ain't going to be able to keep it on. It's choking me to death. Um, it was... I had a, I have a joke for y'all this morning. It was so funny. I was watching Joel Osteen last night. It seems so fit since it's youth. And this morning, my granddaddy... My grandma and granddaddy got to come watch me this morning. And my dad got to get off work for a few hours. Praise God for that. My nephews and the rest of my family are here. And I thank them so much for their support and standing behind me in this. Um, it was talking about a son. It's so fitting for the, It was so crazy. And 
it's just crazy how God lines stuff up for us because he was talking about a kid talking to his dad. He said, Dad, I want to borrow the car this weekend. He said, well, let's wait a few weekends. He said, if you get your grades up, reading the Word a little bit more, and get and do your chores. Did I say get your hair cut already? Yeah. And you get your hair cut, I'll let you borrow the car. So a few weeks go by, and he said, Dad, can I borrow the car yet? He said, well, you've got your grades up, you're doing your chores, and you're getting into the Word a whole lot more. But you ain't got your hair cut. He said, well, I can tell you why, Daddy. He said, you know, Samson didn't cut his hair. He had long hair. Moses did, and Jesus did. He said, well, I guess you're missing something. They all walked where they went. <laughs> and, uh, but to get in the message uh, this morning, a couple weeks ago, Ronnie sent me a message and said, man, we need somebody to do the lesson. And I sent him a message and said, yeah, hit the quick dial on my radio, and all of a sudden turned it on, and I was like, man, Wally was talking. I don't listen to him too much. And I was sitting there just thinking, Lord, what am I going to do this over? Then the song God Shaped Whole came on. And just thinking about that, how much in this time in life, I'm not going to bring, I haven't brought a message yet that God ain't been dealing with me or something within these past few weeks. Um, I've tried to feel, even these, I've tried to fill my happiness with something. I've put my life into something I really shouldn't have instead of God. I've, it's come to the point where you can ask Savannah or my mom. They, they spend some time alone with me, and I don't want to talk about it much because if I get bragging about it and talking about it, I know God's going to take it away from me. But I've had a career opportunity open up and had been offered, and it's looking good, and that's all I talk about, how happy I am for that. And So uh, I think God was disappointed with me. He didn't give me a message till about mm, 6 o'clock this morning when he woke me up out of bed. <laughs> He didn't give me the, he's been showing me scriptures, but I just hadn't felt the connection. And finally this morning he did. And it was just so awesome to find the, what do you want me to talk about? And this morning, most of it comes from, he has also put eternity into the hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to end. And it just, just having a God-shaped hole in all of us, and we all try to fill it with something other than God. At times I've filled it with Savannah, my family. Um, here's part of my other testimony. Um, man, when I first started coming to church, uh, I was so depressed and I just couldn't find happiness anywhere. I thought it was going good. I it started in high school, and I just wasn't happy, man. I was just always sad. I was so sad. I didn't had a bad attitude. Um, started doing drugs. It didn't help none. It kept getting worse. Uh, so one day, I come home, and I, you, you really thought this would have got it for me. My granddaddy and my dad got together, and they bought me a brand-new truck, a 2008 Chevrolet four-door, four-wheel drive, loaded, everything I want on it, and I still wasn't happy. A few weeks later, my parents put rims on it. For some of you kids, older people, I know y'all really don't mind it, but they put 26s on there. I mean, that's, that's just about as big as you can get. I mean, they make them bigger now, but then that was it. And I still wasn't happy. And, and then a few months later, I moved out with my friends. I had, I had my own place, living with my friends, and I still wasn't happy. And uh, so one day, my dad called, and he said, 
it was a Saturday night. He said, I'm going to go to Wales in the morning. If you want to go, let's go. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So I come out here, man, and it's it just awesome. You can feel the love. And just to make long, that's where God filled his hole in me. I tried to fill it with a truck and rims and all these luxuries of life like he's talking about here in Ecclesiastes. Solomon, he, he was much like me when I first, he's tried to fill his life with everything. And um, I know a big reason why he wasn't happy. In 1 Kings 11, it talks about he has 700 wives. Most of us. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I can I can kind of see why he wasn't too happy. Most of us have a hard time with one. I couldn't imagine 699 more. Uh, I'm just saying. That's all. It's in the scripture. <laughs> And, uh, you know, just how many times in life do we look for our work? How many times do we put work before our family to go make the money to, so I can take my wife out or do my, do my kids for this, to fill the hole in their life? Why do we, we try to fill out their lives with everything, with the money, the toys they want, the car they wanted, or clothes or shoes or the CD or the iPods? You know, most of us get caught up in that. We're trying to fill it with something whenever... All we need to do is stop by Walmart Lifeway and get them a Bible and fill their hearts with it. And that's the reason why I, I really want to get up this morning and do the message because I want to thank these kids and the youth. Well, I mean, the, my friends and the youth for stepping up so much. Like, I ain't going to name any names, but because I don't want to leave some out, put some in that don't need it and anything. But anyway, the kids and the youth were all one, so if one falls, we're all down. So I don't want to take anything away from one or the other. Um, but these kids really fill their hearts with God, and you can see it on Wednesday nights back there. They all come ready to worship and have open ears and hearts and minds for God whenever, whatever speaker we have. Um, you know, and I just love these kids for that. And, you know, you grown-ups in the church are really teaching us how to fill our hearts with, with God. And, you know, we, we're, you're filling this hole in us with God, and it's just so awesome that we have y'all to look to and, I'm kind of in the middle, had like all these kids that came up here today and sang and testimony. Got them to look forward to. They're, they're younger than me, so I can say I can see them come through. Um, you know, it's good to know that there's kids behind us coming up. You know, like Nick talks about the little girl in Awanas all the time that says she just, I, don't, I didn't have my book. All I learned was the 23rd Psalm. I mean, that's awesome to know that there's kids out there learning stuff like that. It's it's good to know that people are still filling their kids' hearts with God. It's just such a blessing. And uh, when I was watching Joel Osteen, he was talking about it this morning. You know, and the reason why most of us start doing that is because we don't think we're worthy of it. We don't think we're worthy. We're just wretched sinners. Well, some of y'all might disagree with me, but we are wretched sinners. But once we get the touch of Jesus Christ in our, in our hearts... That makes us sinners no more. We will still sin, but we're washed clean of the wretchedness. And, the, and the, I believe we deserve to say that we don't really deserve it, but, you know, we have a, it's our inheritance to take in what His holiness has for us. It's, it's for us to go out there and to, to stop thinking with the wretched mind. Like, I've got a wretched mind anyways. What does that matter? I can do this. No, that's not the point. It's that 
you've really been touched by if you've really been touched by God and He's really came in your heart and left the imprint, you know, you can't say you're wretched anymore. God's touched your life. He's made you something beautiful. You're beautiful either way. But I just want you to know that if if you've come in here and you've got God in your heart and He's ran through your life and you just worship Him, there's nothing wretched about you. You are holy in His way. That you are perfect in His example. That's why we do this to take His inheritance from Him down for us to go to heaven to be with Him. We take His inheritance on this. Um, it's like, like I said, I was listening. I woke up early this morning. I usually don't, cause, but Lord woke me up and finally gave me the message. <laughs> yeah, you're real funny, Nick. Um, well, all right, well, anyways. I wish we got bouncers so we could get him out of here. We got everything but bouncers. Um, but this morning when I was watching Joel Osteen, he told a story about a man. He's been saving all of his money up. They saved every single penny he had up to go on a cruise to Europe. So he let, well, now he was coming from Europe to America. He saved every single penny up. And he bought, he's finally got enough money to buy his ticket. And he had just a little bit left over to buy cheese and crackers to put in his suitcase. He put his suitcase up because he didn't think he'd have money for the trip. So he got on the cruise and they was all going down through there. And then they had the banquet every night, just buffet, just every kind of food they wanted. And and the guy would just sit in the corner and eat his cheese and crackers by himself, just wishing, just smelling, just wishing. Man, I wish I had money to go to the banquet. And finally one night, a guy came over there and said, Man, why do you sit in the corner and eat these cheese and crackers like this? You got the buffet, you got the big banquet break, uh, supper over here. Why don't you come and eat with us? He said, I ain't got the money to eat. I, so I'll eat these cheese and crackers. He said, Well, man, did you not read your ticket? It said on there, All food is... You, your ticket buys your food too. You know, some of us miss that part in the Bible. When you give your life to the Lord, we miss the part where we're not wretched anymore. You know, I'm still wretched. I'm just a sinner. No, you're not. You're a child of God. Take your inheritance He has given you and fill it with Him. Fill your heart with God. Stop filling your mind with, well, I'm just a wretched sinner. Because, I mean, if you keep thinking like that, you always will be a wretched sinner to you. But just got to realize that God has come in and touch your heart if you've accepted him. And this morning, if you haven't taken him and you feel down and nothing can be happy, you cannot find happiness anywhere, I'm telling you, this is the place to be, to let God in your heart, to find love, to find joy. I'm just not talking about happiness that lasts for a little while when I got my truck and my new big rams and all my friends love me. I'm not talking about happiness that disappears. I'm talking about joy that lasts forever. And, you know, it's just an awesome experience knowing that I ain't got to be wretched anymore. I can be righteous. I can go out there and I can just live for God and not be ashamed of who I used to be. It's awesome knowing that God has a plan just for me. He, and he knows every single hair on my head. And for some reason, for somebody that loves me so much and I reject so much, that I try to fill with my heart. But when I fill Him with it, when I get in His words for weeks constantly and, and keep His keep playing the worship music and hanging out and fellowshipping with my fellow brothers and sisters and with Christ, how much happier, how much joy I have compared to the happiness I have when I go out there and dedicate my life to be a firefighter or the, the best firefighter, the next best EMT to paramedic. You know, 
I ain't gonna lie, I've tried to do that these past few weeks. I've tried to be the best firefighter. I've tried to be, I'm a captain at my station and I've filled my life with doing this and doing that. Uh, I've put off a few nights this week of studying for a lesson for firefighting or just because I was an EMT. I went to work, came home, thought, well, you know, it's whatever. I did my job today, I'm going to bed. Um, but you know, I just, if I could leave here today and let y'all know that if we could just fill our hearts with God, Everything else would be happy. You ain't got to worry about... I'm not saying don't go and not work and just live off nothing. You know, go to work and have some fun. You can live, but just make sure you're filling your heart with the right things. Don't be filling it with because we go out to eat at a fancy restaurant. Don't be filling it with because I get to go to the movies every weekend. Or, You know, I just... If we could just all start filling our hearts with God, and I'm not trying to say anybody ain't, but, you know... And that's the reason why I gave this message because our kids are just so awesome with that. I love how these guys go in there. And you can just tell by through the week that they're, they're getting in their word, they're praying, they're studying because we do a trivia thing and it, it'll take us a week or two to catch on, but they're really studying. They're getting on to it. You know, um, our memory work, we got to do memory work to go on a trip. And, you know, a lot of us are learning it. Um, we've had a few go ahead and get done with it and we've still got a few that's left more than not that still got to do it but, and I'm one of them so I ain't trying to I ain't trying to be too hard on them but it's just like it says right here you know he has made everything beautiful in this in its time and I take this right here as right now it don't if you're getting into it or if you're in a down in a trial he will make everything beautiful in its time. Amen. Give him his time. Amen. Give him time. You know, he don't, he don't make it beautiful in our time by whenever we have a chance just to stop and pray before we eat or just when we have sometimes sit down and just watch a quick uh, TV evangelist or somebody like that. In his time, he'll make everything beautiful for us. In his time, we've got to sit down and give him time in prayer. We've got to give him time for when we read our Bibles. We've got to really open our eyes and ears and hearts to this. And you know, it's he, and also he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to end. You know, none of us will know what God does, what he, what, what he goes through every day, what his job is. We'll never understand it, but we know that he has put eternity in our hearts to come be with him. Um, you know, it's, and it's just been a, an awesome week studying this right here. Uh, like I said, I didn't have really much of a message till six o'clock this morning. I just knew the scripture, and I've been reading Ecclesiastes like eight times already, and it's just not it wasn't clicking. And finally this morning at six o'clock, when I raised up out of my bed, I said, "All right, he's going to prepare my message now." And I thank God for it. You know, out this whole time, I was wanting to be so mad and just call Ronnie, be like, "Look, man, whatever. We're just going to do testimonies. I'm not giving a message." But I knew in time, in God's time, when like the message said, I didn't really catch on to that. In his time, he'd make everything beautiful. In his time, he was going to give me the message. He just wanted to see if I was like Abraham and to see like, Nick, I need you. like, here I am. You know, he put Abraham through a lot of good, through a lot of tests. And, you know, and every time Abraham was really successful because he, he strived for God. He filled his heart with God. He filled that God-shaped hole with God. Uh... And, you know, it's just, 
it's just really awesome that I've read that so many times this week and just now getting that he'll make everything beautiful in his time. So this morning, all I'm saying is if you're going through a trial, if it's not looking good, in his time, I can give you my word. His word says it. You, his, you can take this to the bank and it's time. If, you're, if something's bad and it's time, it's going to be beautiful. Just hold on to it. Just keep filling your heart with God. Keep filling that God-shaped hole. You're not going to get a square shape into a circle hole. It just don't work that way. You're not going to fit your job into your heart and make you happy. It's just not going to happen like that. If you are happy with your job, if you're one of the people that can say you love your career, you, every time you go to work, it's not work. It's just a, I love my career. Well, I'm sorry, one day you'll retire. And you'll have to fill it with something. Uh, so, you know, whatever it is, there's always, there's always an end to everything. Except there's an end to us. There's an end to time. Except when we go to live with God, that's eternity. That's the only thing that's lasting. It'll be beautiful in its time. This life is so hard right now, but in its time, when we're all dead and gone and up there with Jesus, it's going to be beautiful in its time.